어머 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 전화가 잘안 들려서 그래 어머 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 야야야야야야야 I'm so sorry about the break in publishing of episodes. We've been going through some some real technical difficulties. It's the summer. There's heat waves. Brownouts are happening. Uh, flooding is happening. Fires are happening. Okay? Did any of those things happen to me and Unji personally? Absolutely not. And there's no excuse. But I just want to let you know that there's a lot happening in the world and you know uh, like everyone else we've been so wrapped up in our own shit that we've we've let you guys down and i'm so sorry about that and you hear a tiny little uh, puppy barking in the background whining in the background i i really can't help it i'm sorry my brother's little terrier is here and it's a it's been a lot it's been a lot unji's pregnant i've been on the road for three weeks in a subaru with my partner and my dog just zigzagging around uh you know the country to i'll get into it in the episode i'll get into it but it's been and sorry if this is too loud and shit like uh, i'm i don't know guys i'm having trouble (laughs) anyway um thank you thank you thank you thank you for listening thank you for staying with us and for those of you who have been frustrated by our lack of episodes i truly apologize you know we've been doing this for five years and sometimes we just drop the ball and you know, we don't get paid to do this. We just do it because it's fun and, and we like it. And, you know, our lives have been getting busier and busier. So we're, we're trying to hold it together. But here we are. Um, you will notice that I'm doing this alone today. Uh, Unji has a migraine today. And uh, for those of you who've ever had migraines, like it is, you can't even open your eyes. The light is so bright. And does this have anything to do with her pregnancy? Hmm. I'm not sure. But I, I told her not to do it, get pregnant, and here she is. That's what you get, Unji, if you're even listening back to this. Anyway, um, my name is Peter Kim. I am your host of The Ajima Show. We talk about everything being Korean, queer, doing comedy. You know, that's what we talk about in this podcast. So if any of that interests you, for those of you who are new listeners, a lot of people have obviously um, probably stopped listening because we haven't been on for like three weeks or a month but so i know how fickle podcast listeners are but i, I have a feeling the ajima show stands the real fans they're gonna be with us till the end they're with us so welcome all right let's get into it it's time for kick-ass koreans all right the kick-ass korean my kick-ass korean today and I'm sure this will be Unji's too. We usually go for the same person. Is um, a Chicago-based judge, okay, appeals court judge. His name is Judge Honorable Judge John Z. Lee. He is a Korean American. Uh, he was recently uh, nominated by Joe Biden, President Biden, uh, in April. And he just went through a grueling Senate um, confirmation hearings, and he was confirmed with a 50 to 44 roll call. Uh, Two Republican senators, Susan Collins and Lindsey Graham, joined the Democrats in the confirmation vote. Odd, but okay, maybe there's something. I I don't know what that's about. Um, But Senator Dick Durbin from Illinois said Judge Lee is an embodiment of the American dream. Now, 
What do we think about that? What do we think about that when white people say, ah, look at this Asian, this good little, not little, good Asian <laughs> who did all his work. He went to Harvard. He went to Harvard Law School. He did the damn thing. He, 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 he made sure that he was professionally immaculate. Um, there were, there during his confirmation hearing, someone was like grilling him about a decision he made um about so when COVID 19 came upon us you know there were a lot of shutdown stuff happening uh, you know governor pritzker from illinois uh said that churches had to be set shut down and there he made a ruling john lee made a ruling against a church asserting that the shutdown uh, ordered by the governor violated the first amendment rights so he was being grilled by that kind of stuff as well and like listen this guy seems like he has a good head on his shoulders, all right? I, not only was he nominated by Biden, he was also nominated by Obama um, for district court spot in 2011, confirmed 2012. Before that, he was specializing in federal civil litigation, um, okay? And before that, he was uh, uh, he had a legal career in the Justice Department and a trial attorney in Environmental and Natural Resources Division, he formerly served on boards of Asian American Bar Association, Greater Chicago Asian Human Services of Chicago. So this guy's like, he's not just doing it for himself. He's not just trying to be, quote, American dream, white adjacency nonsense. This guy's doing it for us, for the people. He out here. And um, I, I, I'm so excited to see someone like this be elevated to the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals. What does that mean? Can someone... Can someone answer what that is? Is that like a higher court because it's an appeals court, appellate court? I I don't I don't really know how our judiciary system is, it, it, how it works honestly, and that's a problem because I went to a nice school, I went to a good school, I learned a lot, <laughs> I had I had a great education, but I cannot tell you how the judiciary system works and why are all these different circuits and courts and levels and stuff so anyway seems like a big deal i know it's a big deal chicago's seventh circuit court um how do i know it's a big deal it's in the news hello <laughs> and also it's a korean guy he's the first asian american judge to be nominated to this position and confirmed to this position so good for you john lee he's the second person of color in the chicago-based appeals court and i i gotta say I, I, this stuff gives me hope you know that judges are changing seat we're getting seats on the federal level well not the federal i guess that's a chicago-based appeals court but anyway it, things are happening and i you know for the last five years and and i have been talking about how we have to get our hands dirty we um, asian americans korean americans have to roll up our sleeves and not be like oh that's that's just our neighbor he's he's black or brown so we don't know their struggle. No, we got to stop this shit. All right. So I'm glad that this person has been um, elevated and kudos to him. And what a key moment for all of us. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Uh, just kidding. I forgot that I'm doing this alone and we're not. <laughs> I'm just going to upload this. So we are back. There was no break. I'm here. I'm sweating. It's 97 degrees. It's hot, folks, and I'm back in L.A. Um, I took a trip two and a half weeks on the road. We, My partner Eric and I, we took our dog in our Subaru, and we went 
We drove to the tip, uh, the top of uh, Minnesota, near the Boundary Waters, where his his family um, reside around the lake. So we went all the way up to that lake and then came back. Along the way, we stopped by a um, couple of state, a few states on the way. We stopped by Utah, Wyoming, South Dakota, and then Minnesota, of course. Here's my breakdown uh, of the trip there. Beautiful. Utah, probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Uh, truly breathtaking. I see why the Mormons like really grabbed at it and, and took control because it's something else. Like I've driven through a lot of America and it, it's pretty ugly, a lot of it. It's pretty plain and flat, but Utah, wow. Utah really... I could see why people like stepped upon it, you know, Brigham Young or whatever, <laughs> stepped upon the land was like, this is God's land. It really is truly gorgeous. Um, the food, it was good. We went to one good place. Um, well, it tasted good, but they gave us a raw chicken sandwich. And good thing Eric um, like split it with me or else we would have just bit right into it. He cut right down the middle and it was raw, raw diggity raw. Um, the, bl- the impossibly platinum blonde and clear blue eyed uh, waitress and host. I mean, literally everyone looked exactly the same. They were so apologetic about this raw chicken. They took it off our meal. Didn't come the whole meal. Um, but we had a wonderful meal otherwise, and we took it to go, and it was great. So Utah, I'm gonna give you like a, I'm gonna give you like a B, a B plus if if the chicken wasn't fucked up. But I, I would give Utah a B. Wyoming, Wyoming was pretty. We 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 camped. I will say I wasn't really crazy about the food in Wyoming and South Dakota. It really started to, I, I mean, once you get are not in a big metropolis, the food really stops, starts dropping. And it's just the quality of food and accessibility of fresh prepared food. There's no like Whole Foods. There's no like food bar or something that you, Erewhon or whatever the fuck you can like a nice uh, deli you could just pop into for a little lunch. Like there's nothing like that. It's just rows and rows of dollar generals and kfcs and uh, uh, perkins which i've never even fucking heard of perkins apparently it's just if they're famous for being a restaurant that has like a drive up windows big enough for um trucks (laughs) and rvs so it's like four road people um so it was a little depressing the badlands were cool we we came upon some bighorn sheep and um some nature our our doggy fizzy went crazy. He was just like, <laughs> like as if the as if the bighorn sheep was a threat to us. But he just went nuts, and it was really embarrassing because we had to like stop in the middle of the road because sheep were crossing, and there were all these cars with like kids and them like, ooh, mommy, a sheep, ooh, it's so beautiful. And then of course our dogs like going fucking insane, um, truly embarrassing. But. Uh, that was a cool part about South Dakota. And then um, Minnesota, I love. You know, like I've been there many times. Minneapolis is cute. We went up to the Boundary Water area and we came back down to Lake Minnetonka. Um, it, it was a whole thing. We have a family reunion there. Again, just a bunch of white people. And 
here's the thing. If you're from the cities or if you're from a diverse area, being around only white people is very odd and scary. And, you know, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, why? Why? We're in a thriving metropolis. Why are there 16 whites around the table eating? You know what I mean? Like, it just, it's weird. But everywhere else in the country, shit's normal. I, I, I mean, I was hard pressed to see any Asians, except for the Chinese, like Oriental Express or wherever the fuck was in that. There's always an Oriental Walk or an Express or number one Asian Chinese restaurant. There's always that in a in any given area. So at least there's that. Like it, it was truly like I was like the hunchback of Notre Dame, like going into the, <laughs> to the to the cathedral and be like sanctuary, sanctuary. Like that's how I felt. Every time I was in, you know, an Asian Express or whatever the fuck they had. And was it disgusting food? Of course. But, like, I, uh, who cares? It's American Chinese food. How can you, how can you go bad? Um, but I, I, the, that was the only time I saw Asian people. Hard-pressed to see any black people, any Latinos outside of kind of the Western area. Um, it... <sighs> And it just shows you, and, and these towns are tiny that we were stopping through um, in these like Northwest states, Midwest states. They're like 20,000 and under. You know what I mean? Like my my university had 60,000 people. Like, uh, <laughs> So this is like impossibly small places, which is why it's mostly white people because, you know, the, the areas probably haven't changed since the westward expansion. So that is what it is. And. Did I get a bunch of stares, you know, in every gas stop I, I was in, in every single store I went to? Of course, all the time. And I'm just used to it by now. But um, I haven't been in like a small town area in a long time. So it was a little getting adjust to for sure. But, you know, I had my white partner there and he was my... Um, you know, passport into these areas, these, you know, mono- uh, uh, very, I would uh, not monotonous, but monotone, uh, monochromatic areas. And it, I, I felt safe enough. I'm also not a woman. So like, I feel safe that I'm not going to be like harassed or I don't know, worse. But um, yeah, it felt weird. It felt weird not being in LA. Um <laughs> to the point where I went up to the Boundary Waters cabin area um, where my partner's parents live or have a house and a, a cabin. And all of his uncle, uh, his uncle and aunt and all his cousins came to visit. And, you know, everyone exactly tall, blonde. They all look like the elves from, you know, Rings of Power, like Galadriel, you know, and her and all her crew. <laughs> And they're all like Swedish, Norwegian, you know, that kind of stock. And um, one girl, one Lebanese girl was there, um, one of our cousin's girlfriend. And I just like, we both locked eyes and we're like, oh, my God, (laughs) sanctuary. You know, like it felt really like that. And we there was an understanding between us, even though we didn't like sit there and be like, oh, there's fucking crazy white people. Um, but you know, when there's only one other POC in the room and you're always that person, that other, you lock 
eyes and you just understand. There's no no words need to be said. No extra gestures need to be made. It's just a, I got you. <laughs> so she was really cool. Shout out to her. Um, anyway, and, and then we spent some time uh, at the family reunion and we drove back and we took the middle route, um, which means from Minnesota, we went to Nebraska. Um, you know, Nebraska, not as, not as like, bad as i thought it was going to be as far as like driving through it rolling hills a lot of corn similar to iowa vibes um but nothing like oklahoma which is probably one of the ugliest most smelliest states i've ever been through um due to all the fracking going on near the highways um truly truly horrific anyway nebraska was fine we zipped through it nine and a half hours we were like fuck it let's get out of here and by the way i might i suggest uh, reading a shitty book, <laughs> a shitty audiobook. We read a like t- almost t- almost fifty percent of a trilogy of a bad fantasy trilogy. It was written so badly. It was so. It was just like a, an eighth grader was like, "I'm gonna attempt this. I'm gonna attempt a, a an epic trilogy, a fantasy trilogy." And he, and you're just like, "What? Why?" For an eighth grader, this is great, but you find out that it was an adult and you're like, oh my God, what the fuck? Like, how basic is this? It was just like truly so basic where like you were ahead of everything, you know, and the writers like writing it in the character's mind like, hmm, that's interesting. Why would she say that? And you're like, we already know why she would say that. You're a dragon. You know, like we, you know, like what the f- Spoiler alert, but uh, Dragon's Blade, it's about dragons. (laughs) And it was just like stupid shit like that where you're like, oh, this is like someone who like read dramatic irony somewhere and was like trying to apply it into his own work. It truly, truly just basic stuff. And but the fun part was we got to rip on it and just have a really great time, like making fun of how bad the writing was and. And it really helps get through these long stretches of truly nowheres, USA. This trip really reminded me of how much land we have and how little of it is useful. Like, what are we doing with all this stuff? Like, along these highways, who owns this? Probably mass farms. But anyway, um, Nebraska was boring. Um... Colorado. Oh my God, you guys. Colorado. Colorado. Let me tell you, I thought Utah was beautiful. Colorado is spectacular. I mean, truly, like just the I 70 West was probably is and will be my favorite, favorite stretch of highway, Western Colorado into Utah. It was absolutely gorgeous huge mountains that turn into red rocks and trees and you know we pass by breckenridge and vale and all these ski towns and of course it's the end of summer so it doesn't look all like you know snowy dreamy but it was just it's still so gorgeous and we stopped by denver i i will say of all the cities we stopped at denver the best food we've had hands down let me recommend safta for anyone who's going to denver i got a recommendation through a friend safta is an Israeli like street food but elevated. Oh my god, unlimited puffy 
poofy doughy pitas. Oh my god, this hummus that's so creamy that it tastes like whipped butter. It was absolutely so gorgeous. The best falafels we've ever had. I mean, straight up, it tastes like meatballs. It was. I was like, how? What am I eating? What what is this in here that makes makes this chickpea taste like meat? And then they they use fresh herbs from their um, their own gardens. Like it's just really 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 yummy yummy good stuff. Um, avoid the harissa chicken. I thought it was a little one note, but everything else was so so good. Um, also, oh my god, in the morning we got up and uh, went to this place called Rise and Shine. This little hole in the wall. And they, they're just like a breakfast place and they only do like biscuit sandwiches and they make their own biscuits. These biscuits, I mean, I've had good biscuits. I have, I've been to the South. I've had good biscuits and gravy. These were so scrumptious and so like the integrity of the crumb held, (laughs) held together. Nothing I hate more than that. Like McDonald's breakfast, like sandwich you get, like the biscuit, egg and cheese or whatever. And then you take one bite and it's just, everything's crumbling into your fucking wax paper. That's the worst when a biscuit cannot handle being bitten into like a sandwich. But oh my God, these were so, so, it was so good that we ordered an extra sandwich to go because we knew we were going to like need something in the car. It, and we left it on the floor where the air conditioning was going down to the floor to the feet. And it was it was cold and kind of feet footy, but it was delicious. It was so, I can't recommend it enough. It's so good. Anyway, go there, check it out. I will say Denver was not, aesthetically not what I thought it was going to be. I really thought Denver was going to be like, I don't know, like Vail or like, like pack almost Salt Lake City, like where the city is like just surrounded by the mountainscape, and you're just like boom, like Santa, Mar- not Santa Monica, like Santa Barbara. Um, I really thought it was gonna be like just walking around picturesque and green and beautiful, and everyone just like windswept like the Pacific Northwest. Honey, Denver is ugly. I'm just going to say it. It There's so much construction. It is so smoggy. The It was so hot. It was disgustingly hot. It was dry, but it was disgustingly hot. And the people, the, these are, Colorado whites are different type of white. Like they're like stoned mountain people, right? Like everyone's stoned. Everyone's like fucking high as a kite, which is great. Love it. Um... But there's a, how do I describe it? There's an inherent kind of like grittiness and a, almost a, for me, like a danger from, from, from them, you know, almost like a, hey, hit this weed, but don't tread on me. You know, like, I feel like it could just like turn on a second. Very that vibe, a lot of trucks, a lot of. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know, militia-adjacent vibes? Anyway, but the people themselves were, everyone was friendly, but it was different. It was different than, the like, Minnesota-friendly, where it's, like, everyone's really trying hard because, like, friendliness is a virtue there, but not in Colorado. Everyone was just, like, they were friendly, but they were also, like, keeping it short and sweet and curt and move it along. Um 
So, you know, in that way, I really loved it. You know, it kind of felt New York y a little bit. Like, what do you want?、Um, so that was fun. And、um, coming back, we stopped by Utah again. Can't get enough of Utah.、Um, and then here we are back in California. So it was, it was a long trip.、Um, Eric and I got into maybe like two little tense moments, but we communicated, we figured it out. Um, and I'm very proud of myself because you know, I haven't been in therapy while I'm on the road because you know, my therapist said you're going to be on the road and I can only do it in state. So, like, I was worried that I was going to like fucking pop off and go get into my Han rage and you know, go absolutely apeshit being stuck in this fucking car. But、um, we did really well. <laughs> we did well. The puppy was so good. He was so quiet. It was great.、Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing and why I've been missing. And.、Um, In the midst of all that, I had to take a few Zoom calls for work, which we were like on the way back, we were like racing to hotel to hotel just to like get into a Wi Fi zone so I could take these like important Zoom meetings. So I do have an announcement、um, for those of you who are still with us on this solo episode.、Um, I have kicked off on both my TV developments. So, I am currently developing something with Fox and NBC, and I'm so excited to start work on it because it's been a long time of getting the deals closed and then, you know, like kicking off and finding the right collaborators. Anyway, so I'm very, very excited to present,、um, hopefully, to you guys and、um, whoever's on Patreon, like kind of like first little glimpses of what might be coming out before the rest of the world sees it. So, stay tuned. Uh, and thank you so much for, for supporting and, and, and sticking with us. All right, now it's time for Asa! This is the section where we talk about, you know, an Asa moment, a moment where you found something you're like, oh man, this is so fucking cool. I have to share this with my Ajma fans, with the Ajma listeners. So,、um, as I mentioned in our road trip, we did listen to some shitty stuff, but. Um, one read was just absolutely gorgeous. read. It is,、uh, I must say, <laughs> by、um, oh my god, oh my god, what's happening to me? What's happening to me? I forgot his name. Oh my god, hold on, hold on, you guys, stick with me.、Um, I must say, by Martin Short, duh, of course. Okay, it's I must say, colon. Uh, my Life as a Humble Comedy Legend. It is by Martin Shore, written and audio read if you are listening to audiobooks. He was just so charming and funny and, and evocative. And his, his story comes, there's so much pain in his early childhood, which is you know, obviously why he's so funny. And he, he has such a like, great take on life. And in the midst of all this tragedy, all the people he's lost, all the things that he's been through, he has such a like positive, bouncy view of it, of his life. And, and it really gave me hope that, like, we, that this person who's, who's currently still going through tragedy in his life,、um, that he can muster and he could really. Um, conjure all that hope and, and, and humor and passion for his life.、Uh, it really gave me a, a, a sense of,、um, a sense of, 
a hope. Yeah, that's that's really as much as I could say. And it's not many places you find hope these days. So um, it was such a like witty um, read and so many like little bits of wisdom, very heartfelt memoir. So go check that out. Uh, if you are into comedians just or like iconic comedy people or just like a Hollywood person in general, he goes through a lot of like cool Hollywood stories and he really has like a clear view and standpoint of who he is and how he fits into um, the larger picture uh, of entertainment and, you know, this world. So, um, yeah, check that out. All right. Well, I hope you're having a wonderful, cool week. Find some shade. Find some relief. And um, I hope this little mini uh, solo episode gave you a little relief from whatever you're going through today as well. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye.